Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's Ryan's book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. How's it going? It's going fantastic. Good. Today we are chatting about The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman in today's episode. But first, mom, what have we collectively been watching together? <laughs> yes, because Ellen is with me now. I am. And we have been watching... She's mostly a lot of Queer Eye. A lot of Queer Eye. That's basically all we've Well, watched. we watched a bunch, and then my husband came home, and I was like, oh, you need to watch this. You'll like this. So we watched several episodes again. Yeah, we've watched a few, like, multiple times. Uh, we watched a lot of Queer Eye. We've been watching some Those of Those that... freaking Queer Eye episodes make me sob like a freaking baby. Yeah, she really does sob like a baby. Yeah. Especially because you're seeing a lot of them for the first time. I've seen them all before, so... Well, they're so sweet, those guys. They are. And, and a lot of the people that they work with are super sweet. Yeah, and you just want to hug them and say, thanks for being so awesome, guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been watching that. We've been watching a smattering of... We started that Space Force show. Yeah. Um, we've been watching some Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt here and there. Yes. And, yeah, that's basically... And we've been... Can I tell them what we've been mainly doing? I don't care. We've been doing a deep clean, deep clean throughout all of mom's house. Ellen's been Marie Kondoing the crap out of my house. The crap out of her house. Mom's not, mom doesn't have hoarding tendencies, but maybe certain people that she's married to have certain. Out of all the people I'm married to, one in particular. (laughs) One of, one of those people. Um, So we've been. We've taken three trips to the dump, taking yes. expired food, and... <laughs> Apparently food has a date on it, and you're not supposed to eat it past that date. Who knew? Who knew? Um, when did this crazy science start? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we've been just kind of taking one room at a time while I'm unemployed. We've just been cleaning the crap out of mom's house and it's looking fantastic it does look fantastic if i do say so myself it does look fantastic i I don't appreciate all the work i appreciate all the work ellen's doing i don't appreciate all the work it makes me do (laughs) mom's uh, i'm killing mom well i'm killing you more so (laughs) yeah it's true i am like I'm waking up just like achy from, you know. Well, I make her get do all the on the floor work because I can't get down on my knees like I used to be able yeah. to. And it's all the like on my knees scrubbing work and it's killing me. Um. Anyway, so that's how exciting we have been. What? <laughs> killing it. Um. Today we are talking about bookish, the bookish life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. Wait, before we get into that. Okay. I forgot to mention last time when we were talking about what oh, books yeah. have I been reading. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to point out that I had read, because I forgot to mention, the Smarty Pants romance books, the... um, Code of Conduct by April White. And Code of Honor. Yes. And they were amazing. And the funnest part is that it's all at Quinn's security business. And so you get, there's a lot of Dan in there, Dan the security yeah. man, and a lot of Quinn. And um, it's so fun to revisit all those lovely people. And even wow. some of the Knitting and City ladies show up. And uh, they were totally fun. They were fun books. So. I do, I do want to read those because everybody says those are like... Among their favorites of the Smarty I Pants. I loved them very much. So. Yeah. I, I, and I, I would like to be reading more right now, but I cannot, I mean, like, we literally are doing nothing but cleaning. Yeah. And then Ellen just drops when she and goes then, to bed. Yeah, basically. I know. Because even reading this book, I, I was having a hard time getting it read because I'm, I'm just like going to bed freaking wiped out. So. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Okay, so we are talking about The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. This is a standalone book. It was preceded by other books by Abby Waxman called Other People's Houses and The Garden of Small Beginnings. Her new book, I Was Told It Would Get Easier, comes out. Actually, if you're listening to this on the day of release, it comes out tomorrow, so June 16th. Um, So that was serendipitous timing. Um, Here is the back cover description for this book. 
The only child of a single mother, Nina has her life just as she wants it. A job in a bookstore, a kick-butt trivia team, a world-class planner, and a cat named Phil. If she sometimes suspects there might be more to life than reading, she just shrugs and picks up a new book. When the father Nina never knew existed suddenly dies, leaving behind innumerable sisters, brothers, nieces, and nephews, Nina is horrified. They all live close by. They're all, or mostly all, excited to meet her. She'll have to speak to strangers. It's a disaster. And if, and if, as if that wasn't enough, Tom, her trivia nemesis, has turned out to be acute, funny, and deeply interested in getting to know her. Doesn't he realize what a terrible idea that is? Nina considers her options. One, completely change her name and appearance. Too drastic. Plus, she likes her hair. Two, flee to a deserted island. Hard pass. See, coffee. Three, hide in a corner of her apartment and rock back and forth. Already doing it. It's time for Nina to come out of her comfortable shell, but she isn't convinced real life could ever live up to fiction. It's going to take a brand new family, a persistent suitor, and the combined effects of ice cream and trivia to make her turn her own fresh page. Um, Mom, what did you think of The Bookish Life of Nina Hill? This is a hard one for me to categorize that way. I would say close to a love. There were a couple little things that you know, I quibbles that I had mm-hmm. um, that keep it from being a full-blown, oh my gosh, I love this book. But I did really, 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 how many reallys is that? Lots of reallys liked it. Um, I would say even Borderline Love. I'm, I, I'll give it a really liked. Uh, we're going to talk about, I know we've, we've kind of talked about some of our quibbles. Here's what I will say. It kind of reminds me of my feelings, some of my feelings about Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I would agree with that. Where it's... Because I know exactly what you're going to say. It's a little too cutesy and it knows it. Is that fair? Yes. And so I... I it's a little too smart and cutesy. And... um. So it, I found it, I did really, I mean, it's very funny, it's very charming, but sometimes it was a little over the top. And her opinion. writing is very fun. Yes, and it's very good. She has very good writing. Yeah. Um, it was very, oh, dare I say, whitewashed look, at, especially at LA. And, <laughs> and yeah. um, but it was a fun read. Yeah, definitely. And I enjoyed it all and we'll get into more of um, some of my quibbles. But, um, okay, what did you think of Nina as our heroine? I really liked Nina. She frustrated me yeah. a lot. Um, yeah. But I think that that's the whole point of the book. So I'm yeah. not going to throw out the baby with the bathwater on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought she was a lot of fun. <laughs> I Because I, I was thinking about this book. I was like, this book has great banter. And I thought... Well, most of the banter is within her own head. So, <laughs> it's um, true. It's uh, like the narrator's banter, not her own. Yes. So, um, you know, or with her cat, for example. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but um, I really liked Nina and I felt for her a lot, but I also got frustrated with her a lot. And so. Yeah, she didn't always make the best decisions, um, especially relationship wise, which we'll also get into a little bit. Um, So she could be frustrating, Um, but I also get she's got her problems with anxiety. Right. And she is... obviously very introverted. Yes, and she is obviously going through a very traumatic, you know, or at least very uh, uproarious time in her life. That she doesn't, and she doesn't deal well with that kind of stuff. Yeah, she doesn't deal well with sporadic, spontaneous... Uh, which is another, th- uh, which is something that, I mean, and I'm certainly more of a planner than mom is. Definitely. But. <laughs> like, is there a, such a, in fact, I think I even highlighted the book where Tom says, yeah, I've, <laughs> this is my planning. I've got a corner of my brain that's empty and I just kind of store stuff there for a little while. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, that's totally me. That's much more mom. <laughs> um, I'm one of those people who like. I, I like the idea of planners, and every once in a while I'll buy one and think I'm going to be great at it, and then I have a few weeks where I am, and then kind of 
fall off the radar with it. Um, so I do like to have, I like to have a kind of macro planning. I like to kind of have a general sense of how my day might go, how my week might go, how my month might go, how my life might go. But I do allow, I mean, you'll grant me that, right? Yes, okay. I, I allow for spontaneity. And I am totally a fly by the seat of my pants. Yeah. Which by the, is a big seat of pants. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and so when I say I'm a planner, I'm mainly comparing myself to my mother who is not in any way. Well, in my defense, I do have a calendar on my phone where I keep track of like appointments and things. So I'm not completely lost. Inept. <laughs> but um, I'm not a, I got to know what I'm going to be doing all the time kind of thing. No, she is not. Even when I was teaching, I remember when I started teaching, I had a, um, I was student taught for a teacher who we were very good friends, but she would plan her day out to the five minutes. Like we're going to do this for five minutes, then we're going to do this, and then, then, then we're going to do, and she had all planned out. And I was just like, English lesson number, da, da, da. <laughs> good enough. It's <laughs> like done and done. Lesson plans finished. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had a harder time relating to that and to feeling as anxious about it as she is because you honestly can't grow up in my family and be anxious about there not being plans. <laughs> we are a bit of a... <laughs> well, just by virtue of dad's job with the military, we couldn't ever plan anything. Not really. Well, we plan things and it's just like, if he's home... He gets to come. It's a bonus. <laughs> and if he's not, we're doing it anyway. So that was our life. That was a lot of that. Um, but I did find her endearing. And I, I liked that while she is very introverted and um, and she can be... I don't even... The thing is, is I wouldn't call her shy because she's not shy. And she would talk to people. And she she, had friends that she was very sociable and... And she worked um, in the bookstore and she wasn't like afraid to approach people. Yeah. And so I appreciated that outlook of an introvert because I kind of... I do identify with that. I think she was more shy as a child and I think she's kind of grown. Yeah. Yeah. And so I did appreciate... Because I do... I feel like a lot of these bookish introverts are often painted with that broad brush of like and then they cower in corners and don't ever say anything to anybody and so I appreciate that she wasn't that because I don't know that person right not really you know um and so yeah I appreciated that from her character and I we're going to talk about her journey but um what did you think of Tom as our hero I liked Tom. We As get- our romantic hero. Right. Because this, here's, and there's a lot of listeners who point this out. This isn't really a romance. Right. It's a women's fiction, which we've had two of those in a row now. Um, so he's our romantic hero, but he, act the romance actually plays a, I don't want to say a very small part, but it is very. I would say second fiddle at least to yeah. the other the family relationship to her growth i think her growth is the greater story and then the romance is a component of that and she learns i liked tom i don't know that we got to know him super well like we do in a lot of other books yeah um but i liked his tenacity with her and um and his patience with her and i mean but then when he thought she was done he's like yeah i'm out and you know, and she kind of needed that to kick her in the butt and make yeah, her realize that that's so too. what she, you know, instead of him just dogging along behind her and, and, you know, I liked that he's just like, okay, I'm, I'm done dealing with this. When you're ready, let me know kind of thing. And, um, because to his credit, um, you know, he, she says, I need space. And he's like, okay, what does that mean? Like, can I right. call you in a few days? And she's like, let me call you. And, he, and she was saying like three weeks. He's like, three weeks? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I guess that was the date part. But, you know, she was just, yeah. And so he was just like, fine. Okay, whatever. Yeah. And um, so she was most frustrating to me in this component, in this relationship thing. Because when he's asking her out and she's like, yeah, she's saying well, maybe I have some time three weeks from now. And it's like, like, it literally says in your planning that you're doing nothing. nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She was frustrating with that stuff. Like, that's where I was like, come on, girl. Like, this cute guy that she's, like, admitted to finding attractive and charming. And and wanting to, like, to date. Yeah. Like, she's 
said she wants to date him and he's asking her out and she's like, well, I might have time three weeks from now, maybe. And it's like, come on. (laughs) I mean, and I get being busy, but yeah, when you're allotting time, when you're avoiding plans with other people. So you can stay home and read. So you can stay home and read, which, you know, I get wanting to do that, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. So that kind of stuff, I was like, come on, girl, wake up, smell the coffee. But he was sweet, um, and it did also bug me that she was kind of snobbish about him not being bookish. Yes, I had a problem with that, too. Um, because while, yes, I have a hard time understanding people who don't, like, ever read, like, that is... I cannot understand that at all. Well, he was obviously smart enough that he yeah. and knew enough stuff that he at least, like, I don't want to say is well-read, but had... Um, interests. Yeah. Well-rounded and, interests. And would research into those and things, so... And, like, him building bookshelves is very attractive. Very attractive. Yeah. Um, and I did think that that was a cute combination. Um, okay, as one of the listeners points out, the narrator is almost like another character in this book. What did you make of the narration? I liked the narration. It gave me kind of a, um, Pushing Daisies feel. I, yeah, I also <laughs> definitely got Pushing Daisies feel from it as well. Um, I, I do think the narration is a large, large part of what makes this book so enjoyable. Um, but with, like I said, with that said, like I said, there is some of it was what I also got a little. Well, here what, can I? Yeah. Okay. So here was my, and I even pointed this out to Ellen. I was yeah. like, this is my problem with this. To the point where, and there was all this cute stuff they were saying in the in the beginning and and things, but to the point where I was like, can we get on with the story already? I mean, it was taking. It's like the story was taking a backseat to all these cutesy things that they wanted to yeah. share. With us. Like if they took out. If they took out all the cute narration that was just kind of about, like, life metaphors and things like that, I feel like the, like, if you were just to have the plot in this book be the book, it would be, like, 50 pages long. Well, and I almost felt like, because it was very heavy at the beginning and then dwindled off, which I get. And it made the story then move along a little better because I was like, gosh, if it's like this through the whole story, the story's going to get really bogged down. But if she'd broken up some of that and put it throughout, sprinkled it throughout the story a little more it rather does, than just so much at the beginning. It is a lot heavier in the beginning, but there are still, like, there were still sections later on in the book where it was happening and I'm like, okay, I want to get to the event that I know is coming next right. because I want to see what happens there. Um, so... I don't know. So, like, I'm very kind of back and forth on what I think of the narration. Because, yeah, I, I found it very enjoyable. I really... I lol during multiple... Multiple times. There, I mean, but honestly, a lot of my LOLs were conversations between the characters. I That conversation at the book club with the girls talking about dick pics was hilarious. <laughs> the penis on the floor. The penis... <laughs> A dismembered penis on the floor, how you wouldn't recognize it as such. Um, yeah, there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of funny conversations. Her and Tom had some funny ones. Um, her and Phil, you know. <laughs> um, but, so yeah, so that's, so I go really back and forth on the narration with this one because I, it's what I found enjoyable about the book, but it's also, I think it was a, was slightly heavy-handed at times. Well, I was literally at like, 20, 25% of the book. And, and I, nothing had happened. Yeah, yet. and nothing in the story had happened yet. And yeah. I was like, <laughs> where are we going with this? I mean, yeah. we kind of had been introduced to Tom, but nothing. Well, and I was kind of the same. And I, I finally, like, I hadn't read the back cover. And I finally read the back cover just to see, like, okay, what, what am I getting to yeah. with this book? Just because I was anxious to. And it's, and, you know, we've talked about this before. It could be that I wasn't entirely we've been doing a lot of if i've been working you too hard (laughs) well we've been doing a lot of stuff and so i had to kind of squeeze this in the midst of stuff we were doing so it could be that i wasn't i I wasn't at the patience level to like completely buy into this book maybe um and you don't see here's when i get most of my reading done is 
I wake up multiple times during the night. Yeah, and I do I'm, not do that. Because I'm an old lady. And um, then I'll, I do a lot of my reading in the middle of the night. And then, you know. So that's why I get more reading done. But I'm a much slower reader yeah. than Ellen. I, um, well, and especially with how much we've been working, I've been falling asleep quick and sleeping real hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, um, and I know a lot of you guys, like, really loved this book and when we get into the listener comments um and I was honestly surprised nobody because I I was reading the listener comments and I'm like I'm worried we're gonna come down a little bit harder on this book then well and like I said at the beginning I really liked the story a lot yeah, me too I liked it a lot there were just these little tiny things I was like that I had equivalent and one was the heavy narration yeah um okay Lena, uh, Nina goes from loner to opening herself up socially a lot more. What did you think of her journey with her family and Tom and... I loved her journey with her family, especially with Lydia. I liked that yeah. her and Lydia kind of bonded and I liked that her brother... I loved her meeting her family and finding out that they were so similar to her. Yeah. And had the that same... That whole nature versus nurture. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um... How scientific of you, Alan. I know. And, um, but just that they suffered from anxiety. You know, her brother had anxiety like she did. Mm-hmm. Um, the They were all bookish kind of people. And Lydia had the trivia mind, trivia mind that she had. And um, so I love that she kind of bonded with these people through these idiosyncrasies that she had and mm-hmm. felt that they alienated her, but then they kind of endeared her to her family. So Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I like that. Um yeah, I I really liked, um, I mean, because I think that her her thing with her family is a bigger part of the story than probably with Tom. Um, but I do think that they all coalesce into being part of her journey, which is the main right. story. Um, but yeah, I, I found her whole thing with her family to be really sweet. And um, just the way she, and I... I will say, you know, we were talking about how it took a long time to get into the story in the beginning. A lot of what's happening in the beginning is her talking about growing up without a family, growing up without a dad. And and so we did need that information to... I just wish it had been kind of dispersed a little bit, yeah. you know, before. But I think she wanted to get that information before she introduces the fact that now she has this family that is coming into her life. I did love the letter from her dad that she found in the car. And, um, you know, the whole thing with the car and learning how to drive stick and which I feel is, uh, a skill that everybody should have, but I I grew up in a certain era. I understand that. And I (laughs) do not know how to drive stick and I'm your child. Um, (laughs) Yeah, and I liked how she was the one that had to kind of deliver the letters to everybody and um, that her dad, like, in his letter to Lydia was like, you should be friends with Nina. From what I know about her, I think you guys would get along. Um, yeah, I've, I thought it was all sweet and, you know, just that it's, you know, she has kind of her little found family with Louise and her friends and her... Her relationship with Liz totally made me think of Pretty in Pink. Did you think of Pretty in Pink? Oh, yeah. Liz, her boss at work, totally reminded me of, you know, Annie, Annie Potts. Potts and Pretty in Pink. And yeah, I didn't think about that, but that's good. And Molly Ringwell. Um, that was the vision I had of of them. Yeah. Um, but she had her found family and then kind of finding her actual family. I thought that was kind of... Sweet. I did, and somebody else brings this up in the listener comments too. I did want there to be kind of more, not closure, but something with her mom. Her mother bugged me. Yeah. Um, Because she had all these fond feelings for her mom, and I'm like, why? Yeah. Your mother's a terrible person. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, and I think she just has come to grips with it. You know, it's just like... This well, it's is, all she knows. This is this is my mom, and that's, you know, the way life is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, her mother was not I just, I thought, I, I thought it was building to have some sort of blow up or conversation with her mom about, you know... Because it is frustrating that she, 
yeah, it wouldn't have been a perfect family. He wouldn't have been a perfect father, but she would have had... I think he would have been a better father than her mother was a mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it would have been better than... Because Lisa's in the city where she lived. Yeah. And was creepily watching her come to and from school. <laughs> well, and, and just, I mean, if if for no other reason than the siblings, I think that yeah. that would have been nice for her. And, you know, she even had nieces and nephews that were her she age. She had a brother that was like three months older than her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so that is, I think, what is kind of the most frustrating about that situation with her mom. Um, so, yeah. Uh, what did you think? So we've mentioned a lot of them, but what did you think of the side characters and the I role? I thought it had great side characters. Almost... Too many side characters. There is a lot of people to keep um, track of. I liked the book hub girls, the trivia. I mean, there was just all these. And there was some crossover between the trivia girls and the book, book club, club girls. girls. And then there's. And then there's the work people. Yeah. And then there. I would have rather just had one group that we concentrated on the a little The wedding more. people, which, by the way, I totally knew that he was going to somehow oh, be at that wedding. Absolutely. As <laughs> soon as her friend is even just like. Huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yep. So he's gonna be there. Um, do you want to say what you said about yes, the children? Yes. <laughs> this book is chock full of precocious children. Yeah. And I've never. I mean, I taught fifth grade. She taught ten year olds. I taught ten year old girls, and I have never. I mean, there were some that you know, if they got my jokes, I just was in love with them. But um, I've never talked to ten year olds. Well, and she had all the. And it wasn't that, you know, there were a couple of, every single one of them was so mature and bookish. Well, and that's another thing I will say about the book in general, because it's not just the kids. Everybody talks smarter than anybody on the street ever would. <laughs> like, it's true. everybody, nobody in this book talks any way I've ever heard anybody ever talk. <laughs> You know, everybody, like, the she goes to some store and the cashier, not that they can't be, but everybody is talking with, like, yeah, million-dollar words, you know, and... And smart uh, sarcasm, and... Yeah, and I don't know. I, I wasn't... That's another kind of Gilmore Girls thing where I was just like, I'm not buying into this, yeah. which we've talked about. Yes, we've talked... I, I won't get into my beef with Gilmore Girls, but... Well, um, just... Quickly, we've had so many people tell us, oh, you guys would love Gilmore Girls because, you know, it's a mother-daughter who love each other so much and they're so close and da-da-da. And so we've watched multiple... I've watched, like, almost the entire first season and I know people say, like, well, like, it's better. Well, I think I watched, like, three seasons. Yeah, you have, I think. And, um, and I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's very, like, aware of its snappiness. Yes. And it gets a little old after a while. Yes. And so... Yeah, my beef with Gilmore Girls is everybody tells me to watch it because they think I would love it. I don't. And I also get, like, everybody that is my age, like, every girl my age is obsessed with that show. So also when, like, the Netflix version was coming out, and I was just like, I want this thing to come out just so I can stop hearing about it. Because <laughs> literally every Facebook post was Gilmore Girls. And I'm like, ugh, over it. But I know there's a lot of you that also love Gilmore Girls. But that's just... That's us. Our thing. Is, um... Anyway... So, so that was another thing was just the dialogue in general. I was just having a hard time believing that people could be that witty all the time on the spot. Like, it's just not, I mean, and that's always slightly a book thing, you yeah. know, like, well, funner, funner. Mom. There's me being super, super smart. <laughs> and there's you who always, uh, <laughs> so that's not a word. Yeah. It's more fun to read a book that has snappy, snappy dialogue. dialogue. And so that's always a thing. But this one had it in spades to where I was just like. And like every single person. Every single person, including the 10-year-old children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. The six-year-old children. Yeah. Because, yeah, uh, right? Clara? Claire. Yeah. Something like that. Um, she, yeah, she was six and she was like. Yeah, there's no way. I'm sorry. But yeah. <laughs> I know six-year-old kids. Also, as someone who lived in L.A., in Culver City, so West L.A., I was not buying some of those times that it takes to get <laughs> from East L.A. to West L.A. I was like, what thoroughfares are you taking? Because, <laughs> like, um, I was, because, I mean, people would ask me, like, do you go to Hollywood all the time? Which is not even that 
far and that's not that's still west la technically i'm like no it takes like 45 minutes to get there (laughs) um we have been there we have driven through yeah but it takes a long time um but i did she obviously because you know her author bio too she lives in la and she very obviously gets la especially that side of la um so i did appreciate that and we did look it up and larchmont village is a real place yeah um yeah so anyway um yeah so that's kind of the side oh but side characters yeah there was but they were all very fleshed out and realized um but yeah like you said almost too much but um and there were an awful lot of them but they did add a lot of color and right and some fun dialogue like you said and you know fun interactions yeah um i just wish we had focused more on like one or two group yeah Yeah. one or two groups instead of so many yeah um okay mom let's talk about sex (laughs) um very mom friendly very mom friendly it was very cute though his whole conversation of She's like, I've never done this here. And he's like, really? Because it seems like the perfect place. I mean, that whole thing was really kind of cute. Um, and uh, But it was very fade to black. Very fade to black. Which, yeah. you know, isn't always horrible. I mean. No. And, um, no, I mean, they, they still got after it, which, power to them. Power to them. Yeah. Um, and. And she was, for being shy. She didn't seem shy in the bedroom. Well, and like we said, it's it's a it's a lesser part of the story. So I was happy with what we got. Yeah, you know, in terms of that. And I I do think with this book and it being a more minor part of the book, if there were like ruckus sex scenes, it would have been like oh. or lots of details. I would scenes. have liked to have seen that narrator though narrate a sex scene. <laughs> that could have been humorous. <laughs> Well, but I think if we got a lot of detail, like a sex scene with a lot of detail, it would have seemed, it's one of those where it wouldn't have fit in the book very well. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, What was your swooniest moment? I think my swooniest moment was towards the end when he's showing her his workshop and he had his little corner. He says, and that's that's your corner where you can set up, you know, where you'd have good light to read and you could sit a comfy chair and sit and read while I work. That's a good one. Uh, I think I'll just go with her grand gesture at the... That was cute. Because that was, it was just kind of funny. I've got the answer. <laughs> His final, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's final words were, Tom, I wanna, I I'm sorry. I want to He's like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> like, they don't get to answer twice. <laughs> that was really cute. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was appropriate. And, and it's not often that we have a book where the female has to make true. the grand gesture to fix yeah. things. And I appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay, let's hear what some of the listeners thought about this one. Are they all going to hate us for what we've said? Maybe. I don't know. See. I mean, I did like it, and I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed reading it. All those things. And you know we've said this before, but a lot of times when we're going into a book knowing we have to talk about it, sometimes we're more critical. More hypercritical. Yeah. And looking for things to weigh in on. So sometimes it doesn't always make for the most enjoyable reading experience. Um, Catherine says, I thought this book was lovely. I loved all the relatives and that the whole, and that whole part of it. Since the romance was a subplot, Tom didn't have to grow or change and we didn't get to know him as well or why he'd be perfect for Nina. But the parts leading up to the romance, like the kids in the book club, the invite to the wedding were all really cute and fun. Who sends a camel to a wedding in their place? Okay, there was just a story where some guy told his sister that he was going to bring a llama as his date to the wedding, and that's what this reminded me of. I don't think I've seen that. However, <laughs> it was like I did like thing. the idea of the wedding with picnic baskets and yeah, out on the grass. Yeah, I thought that I was thought cute. That sounded cute. Um, and it was a very, like, casual, cute wedding. And wear what you want, and so the girls were wearing <laughs> like, pajamas. It's like, best dress! <laughs> <laughs> Peppa Pig pajamas or something. <laughs> Um, and I did really like the little girls, like, watching them when they were, like, they're getting ready to kiss and stuff like that. Um, and then Catherine says, I mean, is the camel thing based on a true story? I don't know if that's what she got it from. I don't know which came first, but just recent. that's what it made me think of was that llama story that was floating around Facebook for a while. Uh, she said, if I had one question to ask the author, that would be it. I really hope it's based on a true story. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll have to look that up. 
Uh, Amy says, I love, loved, loved this book. There were so many lines that made me LOL. So witty and brilliant. Bears prefer kegs. Ha ha ha. Um, yeah, there were a lot. I mean, so as we've been hyping on some of the heavy handedness of the narration, it is very funny. It and is there was very funny. a lot of funny one liners. See, like that's my problem is that's where I struggle is because I loved it so much and so much of my favorite stuff came from it, but I just wish that it was balanced out with story a little bit better. It's my my thing. Uh, Jennifer says, I really enjoyed this book. I'm not actually sure I'd classify it as a romance in the sense that the underlying story was about her personal growth and relationship building with her family. I didn't feel like an HEA for Tina and for Nina and Tom was the main goal for the end of the story as much as her pushing past her comfort zones. I'd call it chiclet. I did, I did enjoy her proclamation of love though. Totally agree. Definitely much more chiclet women's fiction. And totally Tina would be their relationship. <laughs> totally. I know I keep wanting <laughs> to say Tom and Nina, ta- Tina. Um, and yeah, there was part of me was like, Ooh, I hope this has an HEA. Like it's cause yeah, it's not the pervading. Yeah. But I could tell that part of her journey was going to be realizing that she was, and I did, I did really like the, um, I enjoy being with you better than being alone or yeah. something. I thought that you're, was. You're better than alone or you're something. You're better than being alone. Or, or you're as good as alone. Yeah. Or so something. He's like, that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, they were cute. But I, and I will say too with them, yeah, we didn't get, like, I didn't quite get their romance as much because it wasn't such, there wasn't as much time devoted to it as we usually get. And when we don't see, I mean, <laughs> we do see a little of Tom's thinking in, like, a paragraph yeah. here and there, you know, like, yeah. which was cute. Cute, and, yeah. yeah. And, um, and I think that that was also what gave me Pushing Daisy vibes yes. is where it would say, this is what he was thinking. This is what yeah. she was thinking. Yeah. But, um, uh, but we don't get to really know him a lot. And so that's, I think, another reason why the romance is like secondary to yeah. a lot of the other stories. Well, and they're both very much like, it's, it's almost kind of love at first sight. They're not love, but they're both, both like drawn to I each like, other. I like him and I, I like what her. I'm seeing here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Marta says, it had everything, a girl working in a bookstore, pub trivia, hunky carpenters, unrealistic family drama, and a wedding with a camel. Am I a smarter person? No. Do I care? No. This is a refreshing read. It's <laughs> all you need. Those are the, the, the top, you know, five that you need. Uh, Deanna says, I really enjoyed this book. Loved the writing style. It almost felt like the narrator was a separate character. I also liked how it switched to other characters' POV quickly for a sentence or two, so you knew what they thought of the situation. I wouldn't necessarily consider this book to be a romance, though. To me, it felt like it was more about Nina's personal growth, and that allowed her to welcome romance into her life. Also, your Quizard Harry is a fantastic name for a <laughs> quiz team. It, yeah, it was. There, there were a lot of good- there were a lot of good quiz team names in this. Um, Jennifer says, I love it. A book I have actually read. Yeah, I really liked this book. Although this was a romance light novel. I loved getting to know Tina and it had HEA, so I couldn't ask for much more. Does it say Tina or does it say Nina? It says Nina. I keep wanting to call her (laughs) Tina. I don't know. I was like, maybe someone came up with the relationship name before I did. (laughs) Um, Lori says, I really liked this book. I loved the subplot with her new family and I just adored... All those characters. This was a very enjoyable read, and I've recommended it to friends who didn't think that they like romance. Oh, that's a good idea. It is, like, yeah. I would say, I mean, because Chicklet was my gateway into romance, and I would definitely say books like this, books like Simple Wild, a lot of the more women's fiction that we've read are great kind of entryways into romance, you know, to... You wouldn't want to go, like, from this, though, to a... Amy Doss. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, or, you know, Sierra Simone, which I haven't read yet because Ellen won't let me. Yeah. Yeah, no. You don't need to. Um, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. But there's a there's a progression to be had. And I do think that this is a good start. I place. pretty much jumped in the deep end with you, Sarah McLean. You did. Yeah. Or yeah. at least close to the deep end. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've read worse since then, to be sure. I but. have. Um. Jinx Jason, singular male listener Jason, says, I really enjoyed this book. I liked how she got dragged into this wild family that she had no idea about. 
I thought the side characters were very enjoyable and thought Tom was pretty likable as well. Um, Elizabeth says, I adored this book so much, in fact, that I bought it for my mom to read too. She reads more women's fic than romance, so I thought this was a happy medium for us. I thought the writing style and voice were really unique, and it's just a love letter to those of us who can usually be found with our nose buried in a book. There were a lot of really great, um, like, book quotes. Yeah. I did love the epitaph at the beginning where it was, um, (laughs) uh, Independence's happiness happiness is yes books and then or i don't know i can't remember the exact order but um but i yeah there was a lot of good well especially i mean this is a pretty bookish community that that we have built here yes and um so i think we can all relate somewhat to yeah to like elizabeth said having our nose stuck in a book well and even uh you know her nothing written down on the planner and it's like well, that's my reading time. <laughs> that's that's what I that's when I just do nothing. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. Um yeah. And all the kind of like romanticizing of bookstores and um Definitely. I will say it was making me feel guilty that I'm an e-reader now because I do like it makes me want to go support an independent bookstore, but I I just like reading on my Kindle better now. Honey Unless I can use my fingers and make the print bigger. <laughs> I know. That's what mom needs. Is she needs the large print, so the ebook is... Um, even when I lived in LA and Ripped Bodice came out, I was bu- like, I was buying all my books on ebook, but I would go and just kind of buy stuff at their kind of gift section and things like that so that I was still... I wanted to support them. Um, Jessica says, I liked this book. I went into it thinking it was romance and the romance was just a small part of the book. So I was a bit disappointed on the romance front, but I overall liked the book. I thought all the characters were great and I liked the arc of Nina's personal growth and development. Edited to add, I absolutely loved the planner pages. So unique and such a great insight into Nina. Mom, what do you have to say about the planner pages? (laughs) I couldn't see them. (laughs) They were too small on my Kindle. Her handwriting was like... Even as me who can read it, um, her handwriting was hard to read sometimes where I'd be like, what is that supposed to say? And she seemed like the kind of person who would have very neat, precise handwriting. Mm -hmm. You guys should meet my sister. Super neat, precise handwriting. But um, I even got out my magnifying glass and was looking at him because I sleep with a magnifying glass next to my bed so I can see things that I can't see. She does do that. When we've been cleaning her house, there's magnifying glasses everywhere. I often need to be able to see little things, and I can't. And I was looking at it, and I still can read it. So I was just like, yeah. well, I hope they don't say anything important. <laughs> and they didn't really. I mean, Jessica's right. They, they're they very cute. And I, I thought I got that they were the cute. And so I kind of, okay, I see what this is. Yeah. And I'm moving on. And mom was asking me about it. And I'm like, it's mainly just kind of hinting at things to come a lot of times in the okay. chapter. But um, Lori says, having read this when it first came out last year, I remember liking it a lot, but decided to reread it just to make sure. And I really liked it twice. The rise, sometimes ridiculous dialogue and overall narr- narration of the story are right in my sweet spot. The narrative voice of this book creates the same happy response in me as good banter, if that makes sense. Nina is such an interesting heroine, her rigid schedule, her ridiculously sharp wit and her near crippling anxiety all blend to make her unique, but relatable. The fact that her anxiety turns out to be somewhat nature and not just lack of nurture is an interesting surprise given her upbringing. Her newly found family are a hoot and all the side characters add to the story in interesting ways. Tom sounds pretty dreamy, funny, slightly self-conscious, smart, and good with his hands. And then she uses the kind of like wry emoji. Um... It was disappointing that he wasn't really willing to let Nina attempt to explain after she sent him away. I get the need for self-preservation, but to completely cut her off seemed a bit drastic. And sure, this book is probably more women's fiction than an actual romance, but the happy ending wraps things up nicely. Um, yeah, I will say I was, like, when he was just kind of ghosting her, when she was trying to, like get back in contact with him was kind of frustrating me on Tom's part. Um, and the fact that he was so like closed off to her at the trivia night when she was trying to connect with him. Um, but I think it made for the grand gesture that right. we wanted. I did appreciate his friend Lisa who kept trying to hook <laughs> these two up. Yeah. And Lisa and Lydia, which I think is yeah. a thing that is happening. I thought that they were cute. 
Um, Cassie says, I had mixed feelings about this book. I liked Nina and I really enjoyed the writing style. I was disappointed that it was more women's fiction than romance, but quickly came around to reading a book that's light on romance. I didn't like how the conflict toward the end between Nina and Tom was handled. Tom kind of gave Nina the silent treatment and I felt like Nina was apologizing for having anxiety slash how she reacted when she was in what seemed like an anxiety attack. I liked that Nina developed relationships with her father's family, but wished some time would have been spent on Nina confronting her absentee mother. Yes. All in all, I always enjoy a book about a slightly awkward, reclusive book nerd. Um, yes. I mean, like I said, I, I was also thinking that something was going to happen more with her mom. Um, I don't know. I think Tom had some right to be angry. But like I said, I think he should have gotten back to her sooner than he did. Thoughts? Well, like you said, I think it made the grand gesture more grand gesture-y. Yeah. Um, and I do think she needed... I, I do think, for the context of the book, she needed to... She needed to feel like she'd lost him. Yeah, and she needed to kind of develop in a way where she realized what she had with him. And I think for the book's sake that that needed to happen the way that it did, even if we as readers found it. Yeah. Well, he needed to, yeah, he needed to sever it so that she had to really fix something. Yeah. And she was, I mean, I understand she was going through something when she was shooing him away, but she wasn't, I mean... To have that incident and then before that have the incident where he's like, let's go to a movie and she just like walks away. Yeah. That was Um. weird. (laughs) And the fact that he came back after that. Well, I guess the wedding was after that. Yeah. And so, you know, I think, I think he's fair in saying like, how do I know that you're not just going to do this every time you get a little anxious? Yeah. I think that's fair and he's fair to have those feelings about it, but I agree that that was frustrating that he wasn't responding to her and that he just stopped talking to her. Um, Patricia says, I loved this book. Nina's inner dialogue is so entertaining. It's no wonder she's happy with her own company. The banter is fantastic. And there are so many fun references to books, TV and movies that I had to look some of them up. Nina's, I have to say, the pop culture references in this. And I will say, I, you know, she's very smart and very trivia-minded, and sometimes those people tend to be, um, look down on movies and TV, so I was glad. Of course, she lived in L.A., so you have to be somewhat aware. (laughs) (laughs) You know what movies are going on there. Um, but, uh, so I appreciated that, that there were, it was also a healthy dose of pop culture stuff. Um, she says, Nina's cat, co-workers, quiz team members, and newly discovered family are all charming and or intriguing, even the ones who are initially me. mean. Unfortunately, Tom was a little bland in comparison, although he was attractive, awkward, and sweet. Which is all we really need, right? Um, Jen says, I loved this book. I loved going on Nina's journey, meeting her family, finding out about her father, and allowing someone into her heart. Nina was quite entertaining, although a bit of a book snob. This... This book had so many memorable scenes. One, the book club where they discussed dick pics. Two, the quiz nights. Three, the picnic wedding that had a camel as a guest and vows being Rick Astley's never gonna give you up. (laughs) That was awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And four, the protests between book lovers and the pot makeup people. (laughs) The romance was a small plot, but I did love Tom and that Nina had to fight for him in the end. Uh, Sarah says, I read this book last year and loved it, so I did a reread this week and still, I still adore it. I found Nina super relatable. She loves books. Check. Prefers to be alone. Check. Anxiety. Check. Is she me? Um, (laughs) I also enjoyed the humor, trivia, and pop culture references peppered throughout. I didn't mind that the romance wasn't the main focus as I was so entertained by Nina's newly discovered family. Now I need to search out and read more Abby Waxman. And then finally, Marcia says, I could see myself in Tina, in Nina, I keep calling her (laughs) Tina. I could see myself in Nina's not having time for a boyfriend argument. I am a long-term single introvert with no energy to spare, but I haven't met anyone I've wanted to make time for either. So I guess that would make a difference. 
Maybe I should take up trivia competitions? Maybe, Marcia. Uh, she says, the conflict between Nina and Tom was a bit lost on me. I wasn't clear. Or Tina, as we like to call it. <laughs> Collectively, Tina. I wasn't clear on their breakup. She told him she needed some space for the night to recover from the anxiety. She's setting a boundary of just wanting to be alone for a bit, but that's not breaking up. Or did I not read that correctly? So she tells him she wants to be alone, and he's trying to get clarification as to what, what are we talking that about would here? entail. And she does essentially say, like, just leave me alone for a while. Like she, like, she wanted, like, a long time. Yeah. And I think he's fair to be like, I want to help you. And I don't think that shoving me away for, you know, weeks. An indeterminate amount of time. And especially, I think... Followed by her walking away at the movie theater and followed by her not being able to make time for a date. I think he's fair in being like... Well, there's some security there on his part, you know, where he's feeling insecure about... Yeah. Is, is, am I more into this than she is? Because she's not willing to make any time for him. Poor little baby. Poor little Tom. Anyway, so that's kind of what I, I took. You know, it was a collective... It was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back at yeah. that point, it seemed like. When he was, I mean, he was trying to be understanding, and he even was like, I don't even have to say anything. I'll just... I just want to make sure you're okay. And, yeah. Which I get. I yeah. mean, he's worried about her. Yeah. And she's like, just go away. Yeah. And yeah. she, yeah, she wasn't super sweet in that moment. But, um, so, yeah. So everybody really loves this one. Um, well, like I said, I think I did love it. I just had those few little quibbles. Yeah. Like the story I loved. I did. Yeah. And I, I did really, yes, likewise. And I don't even, I mean, do I always want more romance? Yes. But that wasn't <laughs> even my thing. I, I do wish, as the, the romantics that we are, I did wish that there was a little more foundation to their romance and... That we got to see more of it than we did. But I wasn't super disappointed in that. It was just kind of what we've talked about. Yeah. I don't want to beat the dead horse. But um, but no, I did really enjoy it. I did really enjoy her journey, her family. I thought all of that was very sweet. And um, I, did, I did enjoy my time reading the book. Right. And her writing is very funny and very enjoyable. So Agreed. I agree with all that. Oh, great. Okay. So those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's, at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we would love to hear from you. Um... On June 22nd, we will be discussing The Beast of Beswick by Emily Howard. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ellen, you're ever so welcome. I appreciate that. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.